You're listening to episode 24 of the podcast. Welcome back everybody, my name is Mike and I thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Episode 24, holy smokes guys, that means that this podcast has been going on for just over half a year. I mean, I couldn't even finish a Lego model, never mind finish, um, make a podcast happen. And the fact that we've managed to make this podcast go for over half a year with partnered guests and established creators is just absolutely amazing. I love nothing more than helping you guys and I love bringing you guys these stories and these journeys that can just help you understand how these people became successful and break it down and really look at the techniques that they use to get where they are so without further ado i am going to let you go ahead and listen to today's episode but before we do i just want to give a quick disclaimer because i am very 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 sorry guys but i had a huge issue with this particular episode for some of you that listen to this podcast you will know that i stream this live every monday from around 9 p.m gmt uh, and the issue that i faced with this particular episode is the software that i use allows me to pause the alerts for people that aren't aware with how twitch works um or the software works basically you can have alerts which sort of pop up and it's all big flashy noises you'll 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 understand and it basically just lets the streamer and the audience know that you've received a follower blah 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 basically i muted those alerts but for some reason they didn't actually mute uh, so we do have an, an issue with today's episode where my alerts do play, they do interrupt us occasionally during the episode and during the podcast and I am super sorry. I know that this really bothers some of the listeners and if it really, really screws up this episode, I am really, really sorry. It wasn't my intention. Uh, but anyway, the reason why you should give this episode a listen is because... We have a partnered streamer today who has been streaming for over two years every single day without fail. And she's even streamed on days where she's been in hospital with surgery or things like that or just been under the weather. She has still streamed every single day and she's managed to build over 400 consecutive viewers doing so. So it's such a crazy journey, guys. All that and more coming right up. I really hope you enjoy this episode, guys. You are listening to the Content Experience Podcast, the podcast for those wanting to learn more about all aspects of content creation and streaming. Each week we sit down with some of your favorite streamers to get to know the story behind the stream and what advice they would give to help build your dream career in content creation. All this with your host, taco lover, sci-fi geek, and award-winning tap dancer, the Mike James. So, welcome. I won't hesitate to say anything. I'm just going to go ahead and pass the baton over to our guest. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself today? All right. Um, I'm Sophie, or Sophie. My channel name is Sophie, but I go by Sophie, so it's kind of either one. Um, I stream Final Fantasy XIV mainly. It is the MMORPG Final Fantasy. Obviously, there's a lot of other single-player ones, but that's what I mainly stream. Um, we do some variety, too um a couple of nights a week though um i i think the reason i'm here is that we talked about is because i stream every single night 
Um, I'm currently on day 874 of consecutively streaming. So um, it's just, it's really important to me to go live every night. So that's, that's a big part of my stream. I mean, yeah, we're definitely going to touch on that um, a little bit later yeah. because that is super, super crazy. Um, what I did want to uh, talk to you a little bit about first was kind of like, could you tell us a little bit about how you got into streaming? Yeah, of course. Um, it was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I want to say in like 2011 started making YouTube videos. Oh, sorry. My cat's getting into the camera. Um, <laughs> I started making YouTube videos um, of like Pokemon stuff in, in high school. Um, and at the time, it, Justin TV was like a lot of people were going on there to stream like alongside doing YouTube. Um, so that's when I made my account and did my first stream and it was very janky. It was, you know, back then no one had capture cards. So it was like pointing your webcam at your little like DS or whatever, you know, it wasn't, it was not fancy. Um, so I, that was my first stream. I didn't start streaming what I consider to be seriously until three or four years ago. Um, I kind of, I, I came back, you know, I was, I was streaming like League of Legends and not doing super well with that. And then I stopped. Then I was streaming Sims 4 and not doing super well with that. And then I started streaming MMOs and started doing better. And then I started kind of taking it more seriously because I wanted to grow my stream. And I had um, learned a lot about not doing well already. So <laughs> I, I wanted to try to do a little better with it. <laughs> I mean, that I like that, you know, you kind of said, that it's been like a long journey because I think a lot of the times, especially with, in fact, I think this has always been a thing, but I think one of the biggest things is that people kind of expect streaming to be like one of those things that you get into and it kind of just like, you know, starts taking off instantly. And it's, it's nice when, you know, you can talk about like a long, you know, like a long journey that somebody's taken to getting, you know, to get where they are now. Um, you mentioned that you did YouTube before Twitch. Um, can you tell um, us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, I haven't done YouTube in a while. This was years and years ago. Um, I didn't even know anything about streaming at that point. I mean, YouTube was still, um, that was around when I watched like my first like gaming content on YouTube. So I was just learning mm -hmm. about, you know, online content creation as a thing in general. Um, and so it was exciting for me. It was exciting to be able to, you know, play a game, put it out there, make videos. Yeah. But I, um when i started streaming i figured out that i really don't like editing video <laughs> like it's just not something i'm passionate about at all and when i would go live and stream live and be able to like talk to people like i, I just wanted to do that and i wanted to do that longer mm -hmm. i didn't want to be spending my time talking to no one and then having to like go over that myself and then like posting it and, like you know you get to interact with people through comments but it's a lot different um, and I just found how much I love streaming. So that kind of pulled me away from, from doing YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I definitely feel you on that one. I've sort of had a, a similar journey in that I was doing um, like Minecraft content and things before I got into Twitch. And like like yourself, I was doing YouTube. So it was kind of like, you know, I, I love that aspect of being able to create content without the editing part, even though I kind of went and got a degree in TV and film production. so which relies on editing, but, you know, I kind of feel you on that one. Um, so, obviously, when you got into streaming, I imagine, well, it was back in, like, the Justin.TV days, and I think it got yeah. turned to Twitch in, like, 2011 or something. So it's been a long, long time. So, obviously, 
things for you were were a lot different than they were than what they were um now obviously you didn't have the affiliate program what was streaming in the very early days like for you i mean there's different times that it's 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 been very different experiences over the years like kind of even even between that time between when the affiliate program started and when i did my first stream when i first started streaming it was i i didn't know anything about twitch i didn't know um i didn't know what like a partner was or anything like that um and eventually when i did kind of know and i did kind of have at least some sort of goalpost um in mind because that's that was what people's goalpost was even though back then it was they said it was 500 concurrent viewers to get partnered it was like not really actually but it was still really tough to get partnered back then um but I was very like insular, insular in a way. Like I, I didn't really interact with anybody else on Twitch outside of my own stream. Like for me at that time, the experience of streaming was just going live and hoping people showed up. Um, and so I think for me, part of that experience was learning how, how much, not only just like it, it is great, like meeting other people on Twitch and meeting other people who are like doing the similar things to you, but also just like learning from other people and mm. like how much you can learn from what other people are doing right and stuff made a huge difference for me as I kind of like progressed into actually <laughs> trying to figure out how to grow my stream. And that, I mean, that was still way before they released the affiliate program. <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously you mentioned earlier about trying um like the sims 4 and it not working i mean what what was it about those games that you just felt wasn't working yeah um league did okay it was still weirdly at the time where league was pretty oversaturated but not nearly what it is today mm. um so i was still able to find people through streaming it which i don't think would have happened today um so it did okay, but I wasn't really growing a community. I was just having people come to my stream for a little bit and then they would leave. I didn't really, I didn't see a lot of people like returning regularly. Um, when I switched over to Sims, I, I basically started over because League of Legends and the Sims are like about as far as you can get <laughs> with game genres. Mm -hmm. um, so retention was not huge um but it was nice i mean i started over and that's when i really when i started the sims is when i really started to pay attention and say like hey what can i do that actually will grow my community you know um so i i started like paying attention to numbers and stuff um and having that stuff be more important to me but it's still i mean it was hard i i think the most viewers i ever had streaming sims was like 30 at the time and that was like when soda poppin was streaming it and then he like left the directory and i got a few viewers um and i was really stoked about that at the time um but it, it really like it I, I didn't really see much growth with it just because i think even at the time it's sims was a lot less active of a directory than it is now back mm. then too so yeah, I mean, it's. <laughs> I liked when you sort of made the, you know, the comparison of League and Sims because it, it's it's like one of it's like one of the things now on Twitch, isn't it, where everybody sort of says I'm a variety streamer, which kind of just gives them a pass to you know stream whatever, and then you'll see them like one day they'll be streaming like I don't know, well like you, they'll be streaming like League of Legends one day, and then like The Sims Four another day. And then wondering why people are disinterested in two separate 
topics and aren't keeping up that consistency. And we had a, a guest on um, near the beginning of the podcast um, called That Nerd Violet, who actually discussed about um, sticking within a genre when you're starting yeah. to grow your community. And I mean, it sounds like you would kind of give like the sort of similar sort of not necessarily advice but you'd sort of go along the similar lines of you know if you're going to be like uh an M- like an mmo streamer for example like yourself um you know it's kind of stick within an mmo and if you're getting bored of one switch to another mmo but it's kind of like you know as long as because it's still in the same genre right so people are still going to get that sort of um you know that balance between the two of them yeah and i don't even think like I don't think it even needs to be that specific in my opinion like obviously you can have like a specific genre like survival games or MMOs or something like that and if you're streaming within that there generally will be people interested but there's other ways I feel like you can branch out of it I mean um for me personally I have like a pretty hard rule for my stream that I don't stream competitive games because the main games that I stream are just not competitive so I don't think like I think it would be a completely different like switch for me from the way that um, people are used to me streaming, from the way people are used to me interacting. I think it would just cause a huge shift in the way that I mm. present myself on stream. Um, so like these like larger kind of pools of games that I prefer not to bring on stream for like that reason. But I don't know. I I generally when it comes to like doing variety stuff, like any sort of like RPG adventure game. Um, general it's it's a pretty general thing that i try to stick to i mean it's nice to stay like closer within the genre i mean obviously i think playing mmos has been really good for me um because i stream final fantasy 14 sometimes we um, delve into the single player final fantasy so if you're making those like small jumps i think that's really good too but also just like having an idea of how you stream um and how that can affect like the sort of games you're playing can be helpful and like ruling out even if you like a game, maybe it's not the right mm. game to be bringing on the stream. And I mean, everybody seems to be screaming as well that you're a pro, a pro <laughs> feast player. Um, oh so, <laughs> gosh. Um, but no, I I hundred percent agree with you on on that. You know about um, sort of just sometimes you've kind of got to realize that the game that you enjoy playing might not necessarily be the one that best matches your like you said, doesn't necessarily match the way that you present yourself on camera. Um, And this comes up all the time in every single interview. It's kind of like people saying the same thing about, you know, some people saying, um, you know, they tried. In fact, I had one partner called I'm Stallion who tried uh, streaming less saturated games, but found that his sort of over-exaggerated personality really worked well with games like Fortnite. And he was actually managed to get partnered on Fortnite because he was able to overly express himself and exaggerate everything and he had like you know like EDM music and bouncy music and I'm sure you, you know you get the picture um yeah. so <laughs> obviously you built up your community and it took you know it took by the sounds of it quite a you know quite a window quite a lengthy time to build that up i mean can you paint as like a just a quick rough um picture from starting streaming like date wise so like obviously you started streaming in justin.tv so you would have started streaming about 2009 2010 2011 i was right i think it was right before they switched over and then you got when did you get partnered on twitch um my three years is this halloween so in 2016 
So obviously there was that whole like 2011 to 2016 gap where you sort of were, I mean, admittedly you said you were in and out, but you kind of knew of the platform and it was kind of like building up from there. So obviously right. that's a, a really long, you know, window that it took you to to get to where you are. Can you tell us a little bit about getting that partnership and that experience of feeling it? <laughs> Sorry, I've got a friend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, it it was building towards partnership was difficult because at the time I feel like um, I I wasn't. I told you that it used to be like five hundred concurrent viewers or something for partnership, um, and they sort of have changed that over time a lot um, up to what it is today. Um, when I was like, I guess I know people don't like using the term, but just for for conversational sake pushing for partner um when i when i had it in mind that i wanted to work towards getting partnered um the you needed to have 125 concurrent was what they said they wanted you to like have three digits and stick to it um and so i i think over the course of 2000 I, I i think i the day that i started like streaming seriously was january 1st 2016 so like the first day of 2016 up until I got partnered on October 31st of 2016. So I guess like 10 months, I applied for partnership 13 times because um, <laughs> you can apply every three weeks. And I, at the time, you know, at first I had like 50 concurrent viewers and I, I, I was like, you know, no harm. Let me apply. And then it slowly, like I slowly started building that more um, up to the point where I was closer to like 80 or 90. And at that point I was like, oh, like I, I really think that I should be able to get partnered. Um, but it was still really rough. I mean, they, they really, really, really wanted you to not only have 125 average concurrent viewers, but if you went under that 100 average viewers on any given night, that was like a red flag. So <laughs> it was, it was hard because I, <laughs> I felt it. like, I had to stop streaming if I was having a bad stream night um, because it felt like kind of like a, and I, I've talked to other partners too, kind of had a similar experience with mm. getting partnered at that time was that the way the system worked, it made sense to not like game the system, but if you were having a bad night to stop or not play, you know, if you have a game that you play, like I played Final Fantasy, um, I couldn't play another game at that time because, you know, you see a cut in your viewership if you, if you play uh, what you're, you're the game you don't normally play so I couldn't be delving into variety I couldn't be trying things new because I had a certain you know amount that I was supposed to hit if I wanted to get partnered mm. but I do tell people I'm glad it took me a while to get partnered um at the time you didn't have a sub button until you got partnered and I feel like if I had gotten partnered earlier like my community would have been kind of less ready for it like it I was happy that my community was the size it was when I got partnered um I guess is what I mean. No, but I, I like her though. Do, I've ne do you know what? I've never ever heard that before. Like, you know, people sort of having saying that they want that community behind, you know, the, the level of community behind them that's going to, you know, appreciate the achievement and it kind of, you know, makes the community feel like it was their achievement. Can Like yeah. I, I do, you know, to sort of put a twist on it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like somebody sort of pushing for partner, if you like, air quotes. Um, and then having people coming in because they're like, oh, yeah, I really want to help you uh, hit that partnership. And then you hit the partnership and then they're like, well, you've got partner now. I'll just go and watch the next person. So you don't really have that sort of like true sense of community. So 
no, I appreciate that. I really do appreciate that answer. Um, so let's obviously move on to you getting partnership. Now, I'm sure you know what I'm going to start talking about because it's like the big reason why I really wanted to speak to you. And that is the the WTF moment of finding out that you've streamed for like over two years every day mm -hmm. consistently. And it's kind of like, what? <laughs> so how do you tell us a little bit about that? Um. Okay. So... It started out with a 100-day challenge. Um, I want to say this was in 2016. It was pretty soon after I got partnered. I think it was that December or, or like in that time period. Um, I, I was struggling with what days I wanted to take off. I was struggling with taking days off and then having a hard time getting back into the routine of streaming. You know, I would take a day off and then I would rest. And then the next day I would feel like out of the habit almost so I would I would you know take another day off and I found it was affecting me really negatively when I would take days off because it would like ruin like my whole routine so I was like you know what I'm just gonna try streaming every day and see how it goes I'm gonna and so I announced on my stream I was like I'm gonna do a 100 day challenge um and I'm gonna stream every day for 100 days and my community like super thought that was awesome like they they were right on board they're like okay let's do it this is exciting we're gonna see you every day um, and so I started doing that and I, I reduced my stream hours a little bit. I think I was streaming like six hours a night before that. And I reduced it to five hours a night just to like, you know, better compensate for not burning out, I guess. <laughs> um, so I did it. I streamed for a hundred days straight, but then I did stop on day 107 because I had gallbladder <sighs> surgery. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I, I didn't take day off. <laughs> no, it's just I was like, oh, you took a day off, and then it was like, oh yeah, because I had surgery, and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it. I think it made sense to take a day off. Um, yeah, yeah, at definitely. That point. Um, but I did stream like the day after, and at that point, I realized like, wait a second, I really liked doing this, and I don't want to stop. Like, I knew that I had taken a day off. And I was like, okay, like my stream streak is over. Like my challenge is over. I accomplished it. I did it. What else is there to do? But then I was like, okay, we're just going to start over, guys. We're going to do a 365-day challenge this time. And I'm just going to start over. And it's day one. <laughs> um, and everyone was like, okay, I guess. Like they kind of, you know, they had done the whole day one thing before. So now they were just confused I was doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's fine um and then it just kind of kept going um i mean after my day 365 celebration i was like guys i i said i was going to reevaluate then and i did i reevaluated where i was um what i felt like the pros and cons of it were uh how i felt like it was affecting me like mentally um and i just i felt like it worked for me i mean i've definitely received criticism from people about it saying that it is a recipe for burnout and um things like that but just for me personally the routine of being able to have that time that i'm going to be live every night um and always have that like set in place has really worked well for me yeah i mean i i, I do want to touch on that if you don't mind talking about it because i mean you know, when people hear, you know, streaming for like 365 day challenge, it's kind of like, I suppose I understand at a certain point it does become routine, but still like routine or not, there must have been days where you kind of just felt like you didn't 
I mean, I don't know, you might not have, yeah, but I feel like there might have been those days where you kind of feel like you just don't really have it in your stream. I mean, did you ever face that in, in the challenge? Yeah, Um. and there there also, I I kind of make my own rules, to be honest. Um. There have been days where I've done much shorter streams. Um, I had, I had LASIK surgery last summer. And so I did some short streams right after that, um, that, you know, might've been, I, I usually would try to go for at least an hour, even if I had something going on, whether LASIK or sickness or whatever, I would, I would do like an hour stream and just like, keep it really chill or like, you know, just like kind of update people, drop in. Um, but regardless, like have how I was feeling, um, just being able to, you know, have people around me and check in. I'm a very like introverted person. I don't go out a lot. Um, I spend a lot of time alone. So in a way, like having that like everyday connection with people through stream is is good, especially when I am feeling not up to it, which usually if it's not something physical has something to do with like depression or not or anxiety or like, you know, whatever mental health issues might get in the way. Um, I generally find that actually putting myself out forward and like actually taking that time to interact with people in some capacity usually helps more than it hurts. So I don't know whether or not I want to stand here and like you know like virtually give you a hug or just salute you for the dedication of being like you know what i've just had surgery who cares let's go live how are you doing everybody it's kind of <laughs> and i feel like i feel like there's a lot of people that would just be like yeah i've had surgery i'm gonna take three months off i'll be back later guys <laughs> but not 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 sophie she's like nope going live the next day let's do this and i mean that's that's some serious level dedication right there um so yeah. i'm sure that everybody um you know community or not must respect you for for that level of dedication but i mean that's it's not for everybody though that really is it like streaming every day like i mean you mentioned it so we won't really go into it too deep but obviously like you know the the issues that have arose with like your you know your mental and physical health and and things like that like there's a lot of boundaries that can crop up and burnout you obviously first burnout so i mean where where do you even take a conversation like that i mean it's you know normally when you're talking to people about like um like their streaming um schedule and things it's kind of like oh yeah well you should stream like four hours you know three days a week four days a week but you don't want to be streaming every day but it's it's kind of like like building on that it's kind of like i mean it's just mind-boggling it's well it's why i invited you on in the first place um yeah <laughs> um so yeah i mean obviously you know that that is like a routine now for you and i mean you haven't done youtube in a very long time but what's your what's your content brand like outside of twitch like are you doing anything outside of twitch or is it all just like self-contained within twitch it's mostly on twitch honestly um i i mean i'm i'm pretty active on twitter i think twitter is kind of feels like a necessity these days for a streamer um just because so much interaction with people happens on twitter and as interacting with other streamers is a lot easier to do on twitter than like any other platform especially because a lot of us are in like way too many discords um so i do use twitter um pretty actively i don't use instagram or youtube i these are platforms that i know for building a community are smart um, I know that 
diversifying and stuff is the smart way to go um, if you're looking to build up as much as you can. Um, but I guess, like I said before, I have zero passion for editing videos and I didn't want to be creating videos that I didn't feel passionate about. Like I, I wanted to put that time into streaming if I could, because I know that that's something that I feel passionate and creative about. And I felt like it would come off more genuine if I was putting my time into that. Um, and I also just am not a fan of Instagram for me as a platform. I know that it affects my mental health negatively. So I choose to stay off of that. Um, and so I guess just making those, I, I've always like, I do look into a lot what, you know, very smart people have to say about growing your stream um, and what others who have been successful say about what worked for them. But I think it is important to listen to yourself and listen to what you're passionate about as well and keep that in mind. Because if you're not, I think that is one of the things that can cause burnout. If you're, if you're going by someone else's like recipe for what's going to make you successful because you have to have if you're not passionate about it like it's going to shine through right oh yeah yeah definitely it's a, it's kind of like one of those things in it where like if you are if you are passionate about the message that you're delivering it then obviously there is you know a thing of doing too much but if you've got that message that you're like really passionate about or you know the content that you're really passionate about like going live it isn't going to feel as work orientated as it would as if you were like not so into it if that makes sense like it's kind of like when people say you know if you get um like your dream job then it i don't even know what the saying is it's kind of like if you get your dream job then it doesn't feel like a job at all or something it's kind of like i imagine it's kind of in the same but like if you find that thing that you're passionate about then streaming it even if it's every day isn't going to feel like such a chore as it would if you were trying to do something else yeah exactly um so obviously you know there's a, there is a lot to be said because obviously your brand is quite self-contained within twitch and a lot of people say that nowadays you know diversify diversifying your brand can be a lot better i mean let's talk about twitter for just a couple of minutes because obviously you are quite active on twitter what's what's the sort of advice and the things that you found help you on twitter um, I think that one of the most important things with Twitter is that especially if you're a Twitch streamer or a YouTuber or whatever you are, I think that Twitter is the place where people come to see who you are personally. Um, so I think, I mean, it's still good to talk about whatever you're doing or interested in, whether for me, that might be Final Fantasy 14, like I still do tweet stream related content final fantasy 14 related content but it's very focused on who i am and whether it's like clips or reactions to things or like my own personal reaction to something new in the game or whatever um or just like life stuff like i feel like it's a really good place to share life stuff like i feel like that's why people follow people on twitter and that's what i've tried to really focus on the past couple years i mean I've reduced my, I go live every day. So I don't, I don't post a going live post every day. I do them a lot more rarely now because I, I want my Twitter to be about the day more so than the stream itself and, and focusing on people kind of being able to connect with who I am personally outside of just like, I'm going live and I'm going to stream this video game and we're playing this game because I don't, I don't really do um, any sort of like, irl content for the most part on my stream or anything so it's easier to connect to people through twitter i think mm. so when you say you don't do like any irl content like 
Douche. Or just chatting, I guess. I know people yeah. like a lot of people will do segments of like talking a lot before their stream. So. Yeah, I mean, that, that I was just about to ask like, so do you structure your streams where you go live and just jump straight into the game and you don't have the sort of just chatting or the IRL segment like beforehand? Yours is just like straight into the game and then, you know, you might like stand around in the game and talk a little bit, but most of it's just jumping into the game and getting on with things. I do, when I start out, I do um, have a larger screen for talking at first. Um, but I would say 95% of days, unless there's something special going on, I am in that for maybe 10 minutes, maybe 15 at most, um, which I don't, I've, I've seen, you know, people who actually like go into the just chat. Like I, I go in the game directory and I just talk for a little bit and then we start. I talk about, and I usually talk about what's, you know, coming up um but i i do know a lot of people who prefer to actually like be in just chatting or like really like hang out for like an hour or so before they actually mm. get started with games so i mean i i just i love your journey because everything about your journey is just like so against the the sort of the equilibrium that it's kind of like it's 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 brilliant in its own way, but it just kind of solidifies what you said near the beginning, right? About how everybody's journey is different and that you can't really compare yourself. And I mean, this is a testament to that, Um, you know, for anybody that might be listening and thinking about trying something that goes against the, the sort of mainstream because Sophie or Sophie is literally the, you know, the, 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 the entire reason as to why you shouldn't always listen to the advice air quotes <laughs> yeah and i think it's so important to um one second i need to stop my cat from stepping on my computer's power button before i get cut off <laughs> sorry uh, don't worry about it <laughs> i don't want to be dropping out of here um i think it's so important to read advice and to critically think about it um, because there definitely are personal changes I've made based on other streamers' advice or, or people who are helping other streamers' advice and take it into account for, or even just let it reflect upon my own personal decisions. But I guess I said, like, it's so important to make it your journey and to do what feels right for you because you're just going to be a different person from everybody else, you know? Mm. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's like one of the most underrated bits of advice um is like literally being yourself because so many people i mean i imagine you might have i don't know if you know of any cases like specifically but i'm sure there might have been people in you know the the final fantasy community that might have tried to like copy you i don't know if you've ever experienced that if anybody's tried to copy you yeah i've experienced people doing similar things to me yeah <laughs> and i think that just comes from you know quite naturally comes from being you know like a big part of that of that community but it's kind of like i mean i've, I've just said it it's it's underrated just how much people should appreciate being themselves especially on on stream and that sounds like what you're doing um and doing it in a, a very badass way if i do say so myself um but I mean, obviously, I was gonna ask about Instagram, but obviously, you don't really use Instagram, and to be honest, I don't really use Instagram. Um, 
But I mean, I mean, is there is there, like is there was sorry was there a time where you tried Instagram for like your streaming stuff or or have you never nope. taken that dive? I've never had an Instagram account. Um, I just from like a and it doesn't have anything to do with streaming, but like on a, on a personal level, I I think that there's a lot of things um on Instagram that make people feel very um have a hard time like mental health wise just because of how the platform is built and what it focuses on um and i know that that's stuff that i'm sensitive to so i've always just stayed off of the platform i mean that's fair enough i mean i know i don't know if you've heard but instagram apparently uh are going to hide their likes publicly on all of the posts so you won't be able to see how many uh, apparently you won't be able to see how many likes a picture has gotten on a post anymore apparently that's all going to be back end but again i don't know i don't i'm sure they've had reasons as to why they've done that but yeah um obviously not everybody's cup of tea um so why don't we just talk a little bit about like advice in general obviously we've given quite a lot out already and we've spoken about bits in certain drabs but if i came to you right now and said let's first let's focus on the final fantasy community so if i was getting into final fantasy right now and i came to you and i was like i'd love to get into this game i'd love to stream it i'd love to build a career in streaming this game what would be the sort of bits of advice that you would give to me in that situation um i think that one of the biggest things with final fantasy um or with a lot of mmos i guess in general is that you are going to have your own experience with the game. It's These are games that you can stick to indefinitely, theoretically, because they're getting updated. Um, and it's not like a game that you finish. Um, so being able to find what makes you excited about playing the game, um, what would make other people excited about watching you play in the game, whether, you know, it's the whole like finding your niche thing. I know people say that all the time, but finding your niche like within the game and finding things that you can do that might actually be like a little different from what other people are doing. Um, I basically just tell people, don't just go on. I mean, you it's, it's good to start out if you're just starting out, play the game, level up, get to end game if you want to. But if you're able to find a way that you're doing stuff that can interest people differently, that's that's kind of what gets people interested in coming to your stream, whether that's like special events in the game or focusing on something specific like you know making money in the game or something like that if you're providing value with something like that it will help you a lot <laughs> um <laughs> yeah I was, I was just gonna ask if you could like elaborate on like what you meant by like finding niches in the game but i suppose you sort yeah. of gave that at the end like you know if you're particularly good at um you know making money on a game then you can sort of focus your streams on making money and finding different ways of making money but obviously that's only going to last like so long so obviously but that's when you try and get a bit inventive and you come up with like challenges and and things like that and uh yeah like that that's you know some fantastic advice because i feel like a lot of people again sort of say oh yeah find your niche and it's kind of like a lot of people sort of just throw their hands in their in their air in the air sorry yeah. and they're like like how do i find my niche <laughs> it's hard because people say you know be different at the end of the day every person is different so by nature you're going to be different um than other people but also it comes down to 
sometimes it takes people some time. Like when you, when you go to someone's stream, you get a first impression of them. You're not going to know how they're unique, how they're different. So it's more about finding ways that you can make people see that right away. Make people actually understand what makes you, you, what makes you interesting or different and like what you can share that you really care about in whatever game you're playing, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I wanted to... Now, if by all means, if you don't want to talk about this, just say I won't be hurt at all. Um, mm -hmm. But I did want to ask about, like, how you can't... Like, how you developed your stream to be, like, your full-time, like, like, passion and, like, you know, like, building that income. I mean, if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine, because I know some people don't. But um, I just... I feel like, you know, streaming every day, like you've given some great advice already and I just know that you might have some great advice for people that want to try and build a full-time income doing this and what advice you'd have for those people. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I always give the advice that full-time streaming should come after you build your stream. Um, in my opinion, it doesn't always have to, I mean, that's, it's like I said, different path for everyone. Um, but game, for bitch. me, I didn't really consider full-time streaming until I'd already, it was, it was basically right before I got partnered. So I already had built like a pretty decently sized community. And then I started really thinking about, you know, what is important when it comes to monetizing a stream, because I think if you're going to be full time, if you're going to take it seriously, you need to have monetization tools for your team uh, or for your stream. Um, I had, I commissioned a friend of mine to program a, uh, this was around when like bit cups were just coming out because bits had just been released. So I, I had him create a uh, a bit shark for me. And it's like this like tank with a shark knit. And when people cheer bits, they like fall in and it like eats it, grows larger. Like people can like give it hats and stuff. Um, and that was like a big thing in starting actually creating something that provided value for people supporting my stream because it's nice when people support you just for doing your thing and they, you know, they see your stream and they want to see you keep streaming. So they support. But I think if you are trying to like take it seriously and you want to at least like guarantee some sorts of income every month, which you kind of need if you want to live your life, um, having monetization tools in place. And I have a lot of like events that I do, especially at times where, you know, I feel like it's going to be a slower month. Um, we do like a hair color contest every year on my stream where people like if they support can like vote on like whatever my hair color is going to be and, and stuff like that. Various events that serve as monetization tools as well as like on stream things like the the program shark and stuff that people can interact with have helped a lot. Mm. And uh, so building on the back of talking about numbers and, and income and things, obviously another Another thing about you is that you are definitely what many of us would consider sort of, you know, on the bigger side of streams. I mean, what's what's the most amount of viewers that you've ever had in your stream? Well, I think it was probably a front page night. <laughs> um, I think I, I mean, I'm sure I think there was a front page night where there were like 9000 or something. But I, I want to say on like a without front page night probably closer to like 800 or something and that that was that was a, a much larger name yeah and obviously I, I do want to stress that like i'm not you know trying to dig a you know trying to sort of say look how many viewers she's got but i just 
I feel like it's kind of important to put two and two together. I probably should have spoken about this much earlier, to be fair, but it's like putting two and two together that, um, you know, that you've streamed like every day for like over two years and that you've still managed to build up such a great, you know, base following and everything. Um, and I feel like putting two and two together sort of just, it paints a picture because obviously not everybody is going to be uh, listening to... Not everybody is going to be... Bear with me. For some reason, my alerts are still playing, even though I've got them muted. Oh, no. So I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm going to kick my brother's butt after this, who is Lukey7717, anyway. Um, <laughs> um, so, obviously, some people are going to be listening to this podcast down the line. So, obviously, I just want to paint the picture for those guys, you know, listening a bit later on um, as to who you are and, like, the size of what you're at and what you have achieved. You know, I think it's good to celebrate um you know like numbers and things in in a certain sense obviously bragging about them too much is is not exactly a, a good image but um i just sort of wanted to put that out there but i mean aside from that is there like what 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 things are in the future for like you obviously you're not really into the whole like video editing thing anymore have you got any plans to like expand on your brand or anything or is it just carrying on on twitch for now um yeah i want to i've been working on working with more companies outside of twitch um which i think is a big part of it for me but i think that it, i will stay mostly on twitch as long as i can i really really like the platform um and i have a lot of faith in it so for me um it's important to me to stick with it um <laughs> i'm definitely not <laughs> i definitely know that I mean, people always talk about, oh, the reason you need to diversify is because you can't be sure where a, a platform like Twitch is going to go, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I have backup plans, but those are more outside of the content creation world. Um, I mean, I'm still, uh, I'm in my like last year of school and stuff. Um, so I definitely have like stuff outside of it, but. Thank you for that answer. <laughs> um sorry i'm 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 gonna kill some people i'm gonna kill some people uh, oh, i'm taking advantage of those alerts <laughs> <laughs> it's it's because every time that i record the podcast obviously because i just i convert this straight into the mp3 and then i upload it to um you know anchor which then distributes it so i always mute the alerts but for some reason i muted the alerts and it's still playing them so uh, i'll uh i'll just give it a minute i'll just uh I could use this time to go and get my cat, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose I might actually take this opportunity to take a question uh, from chat. Um, mm -hmm. The cat corner says, can we talk about if, uh, the if it's kosher to branch out? I've heard uh, partners and affiliates aren't allowed to stream uh, content on other platforms. Yeah, um, that's based on your contract i mean i think the affiliate contract publicly says that you can i mean correct me if i'm wrong i've never been an affiliate before <laughs> um <laughs> but I, i'm pretty sure you can stream on other platforms as an affiliate at the same time uh, i don't um, think you can i think it's 24 really? Is it hours exclusive? yeah i think it's 24 hours you've got to give before streaming the same content on any other platform Okay. I don't really like 
when people stream on multiple i mean some people have very good reasons for it um and it's if you have a very good reason for it fine but outside of like having a very specific reason i think it's kind of uh, counterintuitive to split your community into like oh i have people watching me on youtube interacting there and then people on twitch here because i don't know i oftentimes I take into account how I as a viewer feel like when I go into someone mm. else's stream and I experience something I reflect upon that and apply it to like what I would want to do when I go into someone else's stream and they're streaming on multiple platforms and I like hear them responding to someone and I don't see that message anywhere I get so confused um and I just find it to be very like frustrating so I don't I don't think it's really that helpful anyway yeah like I don't think I've ever heard anybody like talk about you know using like such multi-stream tools or anything like i haven't met any partner or like you know successful content creator to date that's ever used something like that and built up like a brand i feel like everybody's always stuck to one platform and sort of built up in like a certain area um as obviously sophie has and many many apparently 30 of a thousand people because i don't know if you saw the uh the stats that were released by the commander root uh is it commander root bot um mm -hmm. he had uh he his bot collects data and he tweeted out that there at the end of quarter three so at the end of september there was seven hundred and eleven thousand affiliates and there was thirty eight thousand twitch partners um you know which is a huge gap <laughs> but obviously that's a lot i mean yeah. that's a lot of partners though there were i think twenty-seven thousand last year so that means they've added ten thousand. that's a lot yeah it seems like things are, are really ramping up and do you know what i don't know about you but and i i don't know in fact i know that you're exclusively on twitch so I'd, i'm actually interested in your opinion but when twitch was sort of going through that phase of um you know, when certain streamers went over to Mixer and we were in that situation where people were like, people were like talking about, um, people were talking about how, you know, how it's going to help Mixer. But then at the end of September, the view figures were released and apparently Mixer has dropped <laughs> in viewers um, since the end of quarter two. So since the end of June, the views have actually gone down despite the fact that you know somebody moved over so obviously you've got the the uh, and twitch has gone up so obviously i mean what's your take on that um i mean it's not surprising to me i think that twitch has a pretty big head start on streaming and they have a lot it's it's a lot harder to change where people are comfortable with than it is to keep people staying where they're already comfortable with so I'm not really surprised that people want to stay on Twitch because it would take a lot to move enough people over to Mixer, I think, to make a difference. I mean, not to say that I, I don't I don't think that Mixer couldn't succeed in the future, but I think those things happen. Um, they you can't it's hard to predict when those things are going to happen, I guess. Um, I right now, I don't I don't think I think it would be a while before they would be ever be able to like be as large as as twitch is and i think it would take uh significant like innovation and creating something that people aren't able to get on twitch over there 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like a bit of a spoon because <laughs> um, I started getting into like making, basically taking these podcast episodes and filming like short, like ten minute videos, um, trying to develop a piece of advice that's gotten from each podcast episode. Um, and I did one video where I was like, I genuinely sort of sat there on the camera and said, I, I truly believe that. Mixer will become the face of esports gaming. So, like, you know, like Call of Duty and Fortnite and League of Legends. And then those stats got released at the end of quarter three. And I saw that Mixer had dropped in viewers. And I was like, well, because <laughs> I, I expected Ninja's move to really boost the platform. So I completely over egged um, the, the move. So, yeah, <laughs> I felt like a bit of a, a bit of a spoon, but. Anyway, I think well, it makes uh... <laughs> sense. I mean, I, I think we all did. Um, I think we all expected at least him moving with such a large audience to have a larger effect. Um, I mean, I didn't think that it was immediately going to be a place where everybody else could just be successful. But um, I definitely expected I didn't expect numbers to go down, I guess. Um, yeah, there were, I think but... it was like, I mean, I can't remember the figures exactly, but I think it was like in july they had like i think it was something like 37 million views across the whole month and then um august was like like 110 and then mm. the next month it gone down to like even less than july so it's kind of like it was like here went up to here but then fell down to here so it was kind of like you know it was i don't know it, it, i was not expecting it anyway um yeah. <laughs> but i mean let's digress back to obviously your journey because that you know mixer hasn't really got much to do with you being on twitch and things and uh i mean is there anything that you might think is important to discuss that i might have missed oh that's a that's a broad <laughs> question um I, nothing that i can particularly think of off the top of my head i just i thought i, I like to ask that question just in case you know it gets to like near the end of the podcast and you're sat there and you're thinking, well, he has a, you know, it's like I have been sitting on something the whole time. Like I <laughs> yeah. gotta say, no, yeah. no, I think, I think you did a good job kind of covering everything that about the uh, experience. Yeah. Because I, I like to give people the opportunity to share their story, but also break it down in such a way that allows people to listen to it and be like, Oh, so the, she got partnered doing this and you know, she did that. And she says that, Maybe trying this is a good way to go. But, I mean, I do want to stress, you know, like we've mentioned many times throughout this, that, you know, you shouldn't really ever copy anybody else's journey. You should always try and make your own journey because you never know what's going to work. For example, streaming every day for two years apparently works. <laughs> you can try things, though. I mean, I think I've, I've said this before. I don't I think the majority of stuff that goes on Twitch is not original um everybody's kind of imitating each other or at least imitating bits and pieces of each other's content and trying to figure out what works for them and you don't want to copy someone like if you see someone in whatever you stream doing something you don't want to like take directly what they're doing and just do it yourself but like take what they're doing see what you think might work for you and figure out how you can do what they're doing in your own way you know like and try mm -hmm. it i mean it's good to try what other people are doing to try to figure out you can't you can't just like sit there and magically be like this is who i am this is what works for me <laughs> you know you have to you have to try things so yeah i mean it uh, your journey alone is a testament to 
sort of taking something and trying it and then, you know, being self-aware enough to sort of say, right, that isn't working. I'm going to try moving on to this. And, you know, when people don't do that and they just try and push through, then obviously they lead to burnout because they're like, why aren't I growing doing this thing? But they haven't given themselves a chance to try something new and try games that they didn't think would necessarily be, you know, up their alley, as the saying goes. Um, you know, like my, myself, I, I don't want to talk about myself too much, but obviously I've tried games like Dark Souls and things like that, which is not my type of game at all. Um, but I've tried Dark Souls and I've tried The Sims 4 as well. Um, yeah. But that playthrough got very dark very quickly. We had like a, a pool and we were drowning Sims. Anyway, yeah, moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I mean... Obviously, I've already asked you about the future, and obviously, I think it sounds like you're going to try and... Oh, no, sorry, not try. I shouldn't use the word try, but it sounds like you're just sort of powering through on, um, you know, Final Fantasy and trying out different Final Fantasy games. And, I mean, has the Final Fantasy remaster come out yet? Is that, is that a thing? That's in, that's in March. Oh, is that in March, right? I, I see. I'm, <laughs> I don't know anything about Final Fantasy. That's okay. So, that's okay. Uh, I just I just knew that there was a lot of people excited for the remaster, so I thought I'd ask. But um, yeah. obviously, I'm I'm a bit behind on the time. So, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, I want actually before before we wrap things up, I want to talk a little bit about Final Fantasy as an MMO. So, um, I want to give I want to ask actually what race it is that you play because I was I was like I was sat there and I, you know what I'll be honest and I'll be open about this. I was sat there about twenty minutes before we went live and I was like. I'm gonna really try and impress her, and I'm gonna learn a bit of knowledge about the game. And I'm gonna, and I sat, and I sat down. I put one of your vods on. And I was looking at your character, and I opened up the uh, the Final Fantasy website, and I was looking at the list of races, and I was like, uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, no, I have no idea which one she is. <laughs> That's funny. Um, my character's a Viera. It's the bunny people. Um. So are you just asking like why I, I stream like what what makes it a game that I want to play every day? Yeah, I'm I'm just asking about like what it is you like about the game and just asking you just general bits about the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um it's in my opinion the best MMO out there right now. That's very I'm sorry <laughs> if you're a wow person listening to this. I used I to be. I you. used to be. We would have had a very stern talk if this was about 4 years ago. <laughs> i just for me it it fits what i'm looking for in a game very well um it has a really good story i think that the graphics and animations are very um i, I think they're very good the music is genius um and the end game content's really fun um it has plenty of flaws too but i think that it is a world that not only houses like an incredibly positive community um which has reflected on twitch as well which has been one of the reasons that i've enjoyed streaming it so much um but also just the game itself is really fun and i'm mm. i i can convince people to play it without feeling like um like i've had people ask me before if i'm like sponsored by them which i'm not <laughs> they don't they don't <laughs> give me anything if people play the game so it's cool to be able to you know, have those sorts of feelings about it, give those sorts of thoughts that someone who is being paid to tell you to play it would say, but like have it be like organic, you know, like it really is a game mm -hmm. that I love and want people to play. So 
So what is your best part about the game? Is it the leveling? Is it the end game? Is it the PvP? Like, what is it about the game that you love so much? Um, I really like the rating. I, I think the rating is probably the most fun part of the game for me, but I think that also from a streaming perspective, just doing things in the community is really fun too. I mean, there have just been so many silly things that we've done. Um, the game has a really incredible like housing system um, that allows you to create places for people to gather and have fun. Um, and I mean, we've done things like fashion shows and um, you know, gone random places and like chase people around, giving them things, you know, just like silly things like that, mm -hmm. I think are part of what makes streaming MMOs so fun because you're surrounded by so many people, you know? Yeah, I mean, I feel like thinking back to the days of when I played, you know, when I played WoW, um, <laughs> I'm just sort of thinking back to like the times where I used to, and for anybody that doesn't play an MMO, I don't really know how I can like explain this, but it's kind of like, you get a feeling of where like you log on after like a long day at school or work or whatever and you like you meet up with like some of your your guild friends and you just go and like mess around it, it the best way that i can describe it and i'm sure you know what i'm talking about sophie it's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like meeting up with your friends after school and just going like walking around your neighborhood and just like you know doing like daft things that you just enjoy it i don't know it's it's difficult to explain mm -hmm. but no, I, I think I, that's a good way to explain it um and it does give you like a real sense of like um well the, the for a lack of a better term it gives you a good sense of friendship and like togetherness and i've seen some final fantasy obviously i've been in some of your streams and i've seen um some other gameplay of final fantasy of like people doing like the fashion shows and things and i, I, I can like picture it in my head about how great that must be as a community to like come together and to do those things so i think you definitely got a very good and i mean it's the chat on twitch is a testament to how great your community is so you've definitely got a fantastic community and you're definitely a fantastic streamer and i know that you know that so i don't think you need Thanks. somebody like me to tell you that so um unless if there's anything else that you want to mention i think we'll uh We'll go ahead and wrap this up and hopefully you'll join us and hopefully you'll have some time to answer any questions and just sort of have a bit of a casual casual chat um, once we finish this. But Sophie, yeah. thank you so much for, uh, for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for sharing your journey and your advice. It's been very much appreciated. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me on the podcast. It was cool to talk about it. <laughs> And uh, do you want to go ahead and give a quick shout out to your Twitch and your Twitter? Yeah, um, you can find me on twitch.tv slash spofie. That's S-P-O-F-I-E. And then my Twitter is at spofie with two E's because it's taken with one E, which is very sad. Oh, <laughs> I know. But what can you do? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm live every night. Obviously, we talked about that. Um, so you can always find me over there in the evening time. Okay, guys, that sums up episode number 24 of the podcast. I still cannot believe that we have been podcasting for half a year now. That's absolutely insane. Six months worth of podcast episodes for you guys to listen to. Absolutely awesome. And we've got so many more 
coming up in the future. I am on vacation uh, during November, so there probably won't be consistent episodes um, up until late November slash December. However, I do want to say, guys, that I do have an idea to start uploading more podcast episodes, and sometimes I will be doing them on my own, so I am looking to do that uh, to give you guys even more content from the podcast. And what I basically want to do is get about three or four episodes of the podcast, put them together, break them down, and then we can learn together how we can apply these to our streams. I don't know if that sounds like something you'd be interested in. If it is, hit me up on Twitter, at It's The Mike James, let me know. And guys, also, just to let you know, if you head over to Linktree uh, or linktr.ee forward slash It's The Mike James, you can find all of my links to all of my content. And I just want to give a quick shout out to my brand new vlogging channel. Unfortunately, I can't give the URL yet because we haven't got 100 subs. Therefore, I can't make a custom URL. However, it is going to be a weekly vlog channel where I uh, basically upload my lifestyle, travels and business uh, antics to that channel with my lovely fiance Ashley Johnson. If that sounds like something you'd love to watch, then head over to linktr.ee forward slash it's the Mike James. Uh, you can find all the links to all of the social medias, including my vlog there. Alright guys, thank you for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, I'm so sorry about the interruptions from the alerts during this episode. I still hope you guys enjoyed it and I really hope you guys uh, look forward to the next episode. Thank you for listening. See you guys next week. Bye!